There it is. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> is this the noise that you come to us for? <laughs> or is it the, or one is you... it the not noise yeah. that keeps you here? I don't know. Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 17, Chucky's Back. Mary, what happened this week? It's time for the annual winter dance that we apparently skipped last year. (laughs) Donna and David are going, but just as friends. Brandon doesn't want to go because he hates dancing. Steve tells Brandon he wants to ask Kelly, but she's already got a date with Chuck Wilson, former child star. It turns out Chuck Wilson was the little kid actor on Steve's mom's TV show, Hartley House. It also turns out that he used to be Steve's bully when they were kids, and Lil Chucky still sucks now that he's older. It also, also turns out the creators of Hartley House are considering a reunion show, hinging entirely on Chuck's participation. Steve's mom, Samantha, begs Steve to be nice to Charles so the show can be a thing. A reporter for The Blaze named either Griffin or John wants to write an article about Steve and Chucky. Brandon says, no way, but also if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be me, and steals the project from Griffin slash John with Andrea's approval. Lots of stuff happens, and we'll get into that, but Steve punches Chucky in the face because he knew Steve was adopted. Steve gets suspended from school and decides he needs to find his birth parents. Kelly stands up Chucky at the dance, and Donna makes out with David in front of everyone. Oh, my God. Chucky, more like sucky. Oh. <laughs> no, yeah, did anybody tell you that Brandon doesn't like to dance? I wrote down. <laughs> Brandon tells us he doesn't like to dance. For a million time, for the millionth time. It's not a personality trait to say that you don't like something. And now it's just annoying. Well, and this time he listed all the dances he doesn't do. I don't rumba. I don't foxtrot. No one's asking you to do any of those things. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, I don't know how many times I have to tell you guys I don't dance. But yet he still goes to the dance. Like, you would think if somebody really hates doing something, they would avoid it. Not just go to the place where it's happening. And yeah, it's not even that he doesn't like to dance. He doesn't like dancing because he says he doesn't like to be in a room with other people dancing, which is just excessive. Are we going to get some sort of like traumatic Brandon experience of dancing? Yeah. Was he taken to a dance by his parents and did he do cotillion? Oh my God. That is traumatic. What is the thing? Like junior... Junior something? I don't know. Like the <laughs> it's not junior achievement. Yeah. Maybe he's traumatized from over the summer when he made everyone do the hooky lao. <laughs> but he didn't like dancing before that. Yeah. It's true. Then why did he want to do the hooky lao? Writers explain. Well, yes. yeah, we saw him dance at the spring dance last mm-hmm. year. We saw him do the hooky lao. We saw him dance on drugs. Yep. And with Carla. And with Carla. With a K. It's all falling apart. Brandon actually likes dancing, but I think he said it once right when he moved to Beverly Hills, and he was like, I really have to double down on this, or everyone's going to know I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, he's like, this is my defining characteristic. If I back down now, I'm just going to be a fraud. (laughs) Little does he know. We all know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, so there's like that winter dance at the end of the week, and apparently West Bev and Beverly get together for one dance. I don't understand. Yeah. Like... I, I didn't understand it, but I'm like, okay. Well, and what's the cool. point of talking about Beverly Hills high going to this dance? Sure. There's yeah. no reason There's for no it. reasons. Well, because Chucky goes there, right? I thought he went to West Beverly. Mm. Yeah, because Brandon walks up to him in the hallway. Oh, right. And he's <laughs> like, right. oh, I don't have class until two. Like, what? What is this, college? <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. None of it made any sense. It it's, did not. It's just plot holes, and it's a waste of time, because they do the whole intro thing again, Mm -hmm. where they show, like, 10 to 20 seconds of people that have nothing to do with the episode. Yeah, they showed a guy on a cell phone. In a suitcase, wearing a suit. (laughs) I just... Why? (laughs) Why? I usually don't pay attention, because, yeah, it's, like, 20 to 30 seconds of nothing, but then I saw that, and I was like, ooh, content. (laughs) No, I've really turned this, like, beginning part into, like, a challenge for myself. (laughs) Like, I will start the DVD, mm-hmm. and then I'll go do something, and I'll mm-hmm. see how much I can, like, clean my countertops before I have yeah. to actually write notes. 
fair. And then this one I watched on Hulu because I was at the car dealership. So you have an ad at the beginning, then the intro, then another, another ad, ad, then like 30 seconds of nothing. And I was like, man, I could like get up, go get a coffee, order go to the something. bathroom. Yeah. Like, I got time. Get your car fixed. <laughs> By the time I start the episode, they're like, uh, Ariel, your car is ready? I'm like, how long have I been sitting here? <laughs> I only watched 30 seconds of the show. Yeah, it's the annual winter dance with Beverly and West Beverly, and they're doing their finals. Oh, yeah. Which we also don't really talk about except for Steve not doing finals. Right, and in the very beginning when Kelly complains about finals, because that's, pers- that's her dancing. She hates school. But she doesn't talk about it repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, well, and the thing is, is like, it's like a running joke with her. It's like, oh, yeah, Kelly hates school. Ha, classic. With Brandon, it's like, no, I want I want this to be my thing. Can you can you guys make <laughs> jokes about it? And like, no one ever does. So you just keep saying how much he hates dancing. It's my thing. Have I mentioned it? Do we put it in this episode? It's in my rider that it needs to be every third episode. I talk about how much I don't like to dance. Yes. I mean, not that Jason Priestley's a diva or anything, but. You don't know. He might I mean, be. He might be. But he doesn't dance. Divas don't dance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so also we're starting to find out like who all's going together because that's when we find out like because Steve asked Brandon like, are you going? And he's like, dude, you know I don't dance. I don't foxtrot. I don't jive. I don't whatever. Roomba. I don't. I don't <laughs> Roomba. I don't. <laughs> Samba. Rumba. Rumba. That's I don't what I was going keep a shuffle. <laughs> I, I was really waiting for him to be like, I don't do the Macarena. <laughs> I don't do this. I don't do that. Don't do the sprinkler. Don't do the shopping cart. No cha-cha slide for Brandon. <laughs> but you know what Brandon really does like to do? Hmm. I don't actually have a dance for that. I wasn't he ready. He loves the Cabbage Patch. <laughs> the Running Man. He got really into Fortnite recently. <laughs> <laughs> so he does all those dances. I can see him actually doing that. No, that is David's dance. Based on his herky-jerky dance movements, he totally loves David is not a good dancer. I don't understand. You know the one that I'm doing hand motions, but it's like, I I don't know it, but it's like the one where you just... It's that swoopy thing. Yeah. mm -hmm. Sure. That's what (laughs) I've never seen this one before. (laughs) You probably have. I just don't know how to do it. Well, I know the little like hip one that the the kids do. And then the like fist pump and kick your leg one. There's like one where it's like... Yeah, you literally just, like, you do something like that. So you're windshield wipers. Sort of. Yeah, you windshield wiper your arm, but there's, like, a twist, and also Something with your legs. The twisty wipe. Your knees. It's It's like a car wash. It's like the Charleston, except only your arms move. (laughs) Oh, so they're playing Just Dance. Yes. Perfect. (laughs) Wait, did David Silver create Just Dance? No, he moves too much about the rest of his body. Mm. The parts where he like keeps dropping to the floor and doing <laughs> yeah. things, like if you're playing just dance, the sensor is not going to pick that up and you're going to start true. failing. You're going to yeah. start failing. That's true. No, he can't dance and it really upsets me. They're like, oh, he's so great when he is just like up on Donna's like knees. Calf. Yeah, he's like all the way down <laughs> the and shins. she's just like, yeah, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's not cool. It's like he danced way better when he had that dancing competition, remember, at the last, at the spring formal or whatever. He like danced so. better. This time he was just like moving his legs weird. He's flailing. Yeah. Like he literally got an electric shock and is just like <laughs> getting it out. I'm yeah. surprised he didn't kick anybody. Yeah. He probably in, they probably took like 20 takes to get this and because he kept smacking Donna in the face. Probably. Like. Or in the shins. Or in the crotch. Yeah. Like, he is, like, right there. He just, like, Tanya Harding there with her. <laughs> with his hand. Yeah. Just, ugh. Yeah. Karate chop. But we learned David and Donna are going together, but just as friends. Well, okay, so this really bothered me in this episode of how many times Kelly gives Donna grief about it, because, like, mm-hmm. I'm getting tired of it. See, and this is what I was talking about a couple episodes, like, when you start... Finding out, like, oh, Donna, like, actually kind of likes David, even if it is just being nice to him because, like, she's a good person. And I mentioned that, and I'm just like, just because David's creepy doesn't mean he's unlovable. Like, he can still have friends, and people can like him. And so now, like, that it's even more well-known that she likes him and is, like, deliberately going out of her way to hang out with him, I don't like all the crap she gets for it. That's, like, they're being really mean to mm-hmm. her. And it's, it's not... like, all throughout the episode, too. Yeah, they keep doing it because Kelly does it at least three times. Um, Dylan does it at least once. Well, and what's crazy about Dylan doing it is he does it right after he takes up for him. Yeah. 
It's like he'll do it. He'll take it for he'll take up for David when David's not there. But then David shows up or Donna shows up, and all of a sudden it's like, no, you're weird. Yeah, he. I don't remember exactly what he says, but it's something about like robbing the cradle, dating yeah. a younger man, mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, like she's clearly getting upset by it, yeah. and so it bothers me that Kelly does it because she's been friends with Kelly for you know presumably ever. Mm-hmm. Presumably, yep. So yeah, I just it bothered me how many times Kelly does it. Me too. And I'm ready for that to stop, even if it means that we have to see Donna and David date and Kelly being nice to him. <laughs> I wonder if. So this doesn't excuse anybody's behavior by any means, but I'm wondering if they're teasing her so much because she keeps saying that they're just friends, and Mm -hmm. so that's why they keep picking on her about it, whereas if she would have just been like, yeah, I like him, shut the fuck up, they probably would have been like, oh, okay, sorry, my bad. Well, Well, yeah, skipping to the very end. She does do Mm -hmm. that when she makes out with him, and it's just like, yeah, what of it? And Mm -hmm. they're just like, oh, man. All right. Yeah. No, but I yeah, mean, you're right. If she would have done that earlier, maybe they wouldn't have made fun of her too much. Not that they should ever make fun of her, but yeah. Yeah. yeah it, point. it kind of feels like a recurring theme where everybody gives Donna shit about something all episode long. And then at the end of it, she's finally like, oh, I've had enough of you. Because yeah. that's happened before when they call her stupid. And the mermaid costume. Yeah. Like, it's, I'm tired of it. Yeah, me too. I would like it to stop. And it's not necessary. Yeah. It's the same thing of like, the writer spends so much time doing all of these things that we don't have time for other things in the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But, but also, Steve tells Brandon he wants to go with Kelly. Yeah, and he, like, he comes up to her in the hallway and, like, puts his hands over her eyes and is like, guess, guess who? who? And then gets, like, all up on her, and he's like, if you're not nice to me, I'll go away. And she's, and she's like, like, oh, well, that's just too easy. <laughs> Which... Forever and ever <laughs> do they so have the best good. chemistry on the show. Seriously. Like, for real. But also, right before he goes to Kelly, we learn from Brandon, finally, who actually broke up with who. Like, because yes. he says, yeah, well, he, didn't Kelly break up with you? He's like, oh, I've forgiven her for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like he finally, like, own, like admits to it. Yeah. It's um, not like, oh, we, it, it was, was mutual. mutual. Yeah. Oh, that was so cute. <laughs> But yeah, so he goes and he's trying to ask her. She says she already has a date. Mm-hmm. And that's when she says that she's going with Chuck Wilson. And he gets like so mad, really <laughs> upset about it and follows her into history and like hovers over her desk and yeah. makes a scene. And everyone's like, this is weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Don's like, um, dude, we're about to start class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, that was I did. Yeah, that was awkward. Well, and that's when I wrote in my notes. Who is Chuck Wilson? And then they immediately explain who yes. Chuck Wilson is. Like, oh, that's who Chuck Wilson is. Yep. He was a little kid on Steve's mom's show, Hartley House, and his name was Chucky in the show, too. Yeah, his so. name was Chucky, which I guess maybe, like, it was just easier to give him his same name so Since he'd he was a young respond kid. better. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's totally unheard of. Yeah. But the, I just... He, the little kid, Chucky, like, the, the kid, kid from Chucky. the TV show. Mm-hmm. He was also in Full House. I know. I saw his face and I was like, wait a minute. You're actually a child actor. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, He was Michelle's friend who actually ended up being a bully to her. So sounds like he's got a type. (laughs) What if they saw that episode and they were just like, hmm. (laughs) But actually, I thought of that because, you know, they talk about how Hartley House is going to be doing a reunion show and it's all hinging on Chucky coming back. And I was Mm -hmm. just like. But Michelle didn't come back on Fuller House. Yep. And they're on like season five and they're still losing cast members. Yeah. And it's still happening. Yeah. And Roseanne came back and Roseanne's gone now. Exactly. And it, yeah, it's just not Roseanne. It's the Connors now. Yeah. Like <laughs> these things do not require some small bitchy child. Exactly. Not that Michelle was a small bitchy child. I'm just saying. They don't require they don't need the Chucky. child. Yeah. They don't need him. Mm-hmm. And we learned that like this dude Chucky always bullied Steve as a kid because, like, they'd both be on set and the producers or whoever was like, oh, you're the same age. Let's put you together just to have buddies, like, you're, you're same age. And apparently he just always, like, bullied the crap out of Steve, which is horrible. Well, and it, since he was the quote-unquote star of the show, he got away with it. Mm-hmm. And, like, they even Steve's mom would just be like, oh, you're just playing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Go, get over it, essentially. Yep. And so Steve has always harbored these feelings against Chucky. Yes. I'm just like, ugh. Which rightfully so. 
Yeah, which I thought was kind of interesting that they didn't bother to say something along the lines of Chucky just transferred to West Beverly, but apparently he's been there and he knows Kelly and he's been like hanging out with her. Yeah. And like they've known each other, they've all known each other, we learned since like elementary school. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, where's he been this whole time? I know. Why (laughs) would you, why would you write it this way? Or like if they're... Doing Beverly and West Beverly go to the same dance. Why don't you say, yeah, he goes, he to, goes Beverly. to Beverly. Yeah, because like, I think maybe it was season one, but I want to say they kind of alluded to the fact that Beverly was like even more swanky or like had more, even more rich kids. I don't remember exactly, Possibly. but I feel like. That feels like it's a thing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like they talk about how he's gotten kicked out of a bunch of um, private schools and that he's got to be here, and apparently, like, this is his last straw or whatever, according to him. Yeah. But, yeah, it doesn't make any sense that he's been there for however long he's been, and we're just now hearing about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, you could easily have written this to say he went somewhere else. Right. And just showed up. Easily. and Or that he wasn't even in school because he was acting, and so he had, like, onset tutors and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway. Yeah, because he could still go to this dance with Kelly without being a student at the school. Exactly. That would have been mm-hmm. totally fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they don't do any of that. And yeah. they just throw him into this episode a couple months into the school year. And they're like, he's been there. Mm-hmm. Steve's never gotten into a fight with him, but he's been there. Exactly. And another character we finally actually see in person is Samantha Sanders. I know. Because we'd heard her voice, but we hadn't seen her face. And now we finally see her. And all they really do is just like, complain about Chucky. Well, well, Steve complains and she's just like, oh, you're being ridiculous. I was going to say they reinforce this idea that Steve has always kind of felt as like a second class citizen to yeah. Chucky, mm-hmm. which I mean, I totally get if your mom's job is to go play mom to this kid and you see it all day, every yeah. day at work. And then when the show airs and then on reruns, mm-hmm. I totally get it. Well, I mean, imagine if Steve had known he was adopted back then, he, he would have probably felt even worse about it. Well, I have a lot of questions about the whole finding out your adopted thing because like steve found it out last may like right around his birthday because he drove his mom to dinner and then she got drunk and drunkenly told him that he was adopted Mm -hmm. and like does she not remember that she told him why was that how this came out like i feel like it would have made in real life, I think it makes more sense to be open with a kid about the fact that they're oh, yeah. adopted, oh, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you don't hide that stuff because mm-hmm. then they feel like it's something to be ashamed of. Or that, they, yeah, yeah, and that they've been lied to for their whole life and, you know. And that it really is like, well, somebody didn't love me and so mm-hmm. we had to keep it a secret so I wouldn't feel bad about it. Yep, But, like, exactly. that's not how that works. Mm-mm. But, yeah, I mean, I think – if he had known he was adopted and like come to better terms about it because she could even, you know, I don't want to say spin it because that feels really weird, but say it in the way of like, I loved you so much that I wanted to, I wanted you in my life. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I, like she says later in the episode, I chose you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's cool. That's how you tell a kid about Mm -hmm. this. Like I saw you and I, Loved you as soon as I saw you and I wanted you in my life. Yeah, but like Chucky got cast and I was stuck with him. Yes. Which also, they talk about how, like, on the Hartley house, because you see the Walsh is all, like, I don't know, frantically setting up dinner and mm-hmm. talking about this show. Mm-hmm. And they talk about how the Hartley house had two teenagers and then later had a baby. And I'm just thinking, did Chucky have to come in at the end of the show like Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch? Oh. Because they needed a, a cute kid. Probably. So they just threw one in there. Yeah. That's a good point. So like <laughs> Chucky's not even really He's, wanted. Yeah. I was going to say it's not like he was like the reason the Hartley house was famous in the beginning. Perhaps. At least, you know, in my mind he's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. And also where are the teenagers? Yeah. Like there are a lot of plot a holes A lot of plot here. holes. Well, they could have just not said that part. I mean – they didn't need any of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't need to have other teenagers. They could have just had one precocious five-year-old or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Been fine. Wouldn't have mattered. But, but then at school, after hearing about all this, <laughs> this paper dude, so Griffin John. <laughs> it's John Griffin. John Griffin. I did look it up on IMDb because, yeah, I wrote Griffin <laughs> <Mystery> question mark. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch the name. I thought I heard John, but I didn't catch it fully so i just started calling him john <laughs> i couldn't tell if it was just brandon 
saying his name is John mm. because like I feel like he does that with Dylan just calls him by a Jones. different man yeah. name yeah. yeah Jones they call each other Jones every once in a while <laughs> okay John which I, think, I didn't know if he was just being a dick yeah seriously <laughs> who probably told, did was it uh who was it that told us about that remember somebody hit us up on Twitter at back to they told us about John boy was it John? because oh, yeah. there was the sleepover episode when uh, Brandon oh, comes home right. late and she, they all say goodnight, John Boy. That's right. And we're like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And then it's from that show that mm-hmm. I've never seen before. The Waltons? The, yeah, the Waltons. Yeah. I want to also, um, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Gilmore Girl reference number 2,792. Um, that they reference the Waltons and Gilmore Girls when Madeline Albright comes in um, before Rory's 21st birthday. Yeah, you'd probably. You, I was going to say, I. Yeah, okay. I'm going to trust you. That's fine. Um, our resident Gilmore expert. <laughs> yeah. But I'm pretty sure somebody also to- told us about the Jones reference. But I think so, but I remember John Boy specifically. Yeah. If you if we're just forgetting, remind us again cuz I want to say it was either Kayla or um Andrea. Andrea or it was even um Mary from Tennessee. <laughs> Send us an email at back to podcast at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at back to podcast. That's B A C K T O podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, at gmail.com. <laughs> But yeah, if you told us a thing, tell us again. Yeah, because we my memory is lapsing. Clearly, we didn't write it down. Nope. But um, to bring it back, yeah, so John Griffin, he's the other newspaper reporter who's already better than Brandon because he also came up with a great headline because um, <laughs> he says, oh, I want to do this expose. I wanted to go through the story, da 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 Well, I, I loved while he's talking, and I don't remember exactly what he says, but there is a moment where you see like the – switch flip on Andrea and she's just like this would be a really mm-hmm. good article yeah because Brandon's like peeved the whole time and like how dare you and then Andrea's like huh you don't say <laughs> which I think Brandon's like how dare you have ideas <laughs> yeah, that's she- not what we do here <laughs> Andrea tells us what to do yeah because it's like as soon as Andrea or as soon as John brings in like the idea of of involving Steve and then using the headline, the two sons of Samantha Sanders, that's when Andrea's like, ooh, this is juicy. Yeah, she's like, he got kicked out of three schools, but why? (laughs) And then Brandon proceeds to steal the story. I know, he was just like, if anyone is going to do this story, it should be the sports editor. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, This is ethically and morally wrong, but if we're going to do it, (laughs) I would like to do it. (laughs) Give it to me, I deserve it. (laughs) For no reason. Yeah, just... Andrea. Literally, John Griffin came up with the story. He came up with the data points. He did some research. He came up with the headline. And Brandon's like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. I'll have that. I know. He was like, I'll pull clips. I'll do interviews. I'll do all of this stuff. And Brandon was just like, so it sounds like you've already outlined this and come up with the plan and come up with the timeline. I would like that. Yeah, give it to me now. But yeah, so he steals it from, and I wrote in my notes, this random dude. Sorry, John Griffin. I didn't know your name at the time. Um... But then Brandon decides to approach Chucky about it um, and start talking about oh, and getting interviews. That's when Chucky's like, oh, yeah, I'll have, you know, my guy my send you all this stuff. And I'll get you my press pack and we'll set up some time. Yes. And Brandon's like, I'll have my people call, call your, your people. people and then Chucky's like, oh, wait, we're not all famous here. <laughs> Just me. Ha, 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 ha. It's like a humble brag to the max. Seriously. But he also was just like, I can't tell you my bio. Let me have my publicist send you my bio. My pre-written bio. (laughs) I don't actually know what I've been doing for the last 17 years. Exactly. Um, But he also just really sucks. I already hate Chucky as soon as I met him. He just sounds so conceited. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a high school newspaper. Yeah. And we're clearly supposed to hate him. So good job. Obviously. (laughs) That's one thing the writers did well is they made sure we hated him. Mm-hmm. Well, and the actor did a pretty good job just being yeah. like an uh, annoying POS. Yeah, for sure. Um, I did think it was interesting. I have horrible notes. But one <laughs> thing I did write down was during the dinner at the Walsh's while they're setting everything up, mm-hmm. Kelly's there too. And that's where she talks about how she's known both of them since elementary school or whatever. Yeah. And she was like, well, just because they hate each other doesn't mean I have to pick. And then everyone just looks at her. I know. It's like, mm, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what that means. That's exactly <laughs> what that And she's just like... What? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> Why are you guys looking at me? <laughs> Do I have something in my face? Did I fold the napkins weird? Is my, happening? Is my nose going back to the way it used to be? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, out in the bushes, there's just a little camera peeking out being like, the nose. <laughs> oh, God. 
A flash, lightning. <laughs> Wait, what? Is there something behind me? It's just David around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because then that's when Chucky's like, oh, well, I don't have class until two. Let's go mm-hmm. talk. And I mean, I guess that means they're doing like finals. So he doesn't have a final until two. Or maybe it's just like study hall period or something. Because I yeah. know some schools used to have study halls and actual like class. We didn't, but maybe yeah i mean so we had study hall but you were supposed to be in the classroom that your study hall was in mm-hmm. but we also had a free period and mm-hmm. i don't remember what we called it yeah we didn't have any um unassigned we called it unassigned mm. and if you had it during the day you basically just wandered the school because we weren't allowed to leave campus right. if you had unassigned because we had four periods so if you had it at the beginning or the end you could either come in late or leave early mm. as long as you had your parents permission mm-hmm but if you had unassigned during the day, you technically were not supposed to leave campus. Mm. So, like, there would just be, like, kids People just wandering. wherever. Yeah. The best is if you had it during lunch period and you would just have, like, three lunches over two hours. That's nice. Yeah, because in high school or middle school and high school and all that, lunch was, like, 30 minutes tops, I think. Yeah, I don't remember what short. ours was, but it was really short. Mm-hmm. But it would be like the first one was at like ten forty five in the morning, and the next one yeah. was eleven thirty, and like then crazy like early. twelve fifteen. But that period would be two hours long as mm-hmm. a result. So if you had unassigned, you had the longest unassigned period. That's nice. Yeah, we didn't have. I think we had six periods a day, and not including lunch, and none of them were like a free period or study hall. It was always class, like every uh, day. No. I had unassigned both semesters senior year and I had study hall both semesters junior year mm. because I did the bare minimum required of me. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if we would have had that, but I had band. So I wonder if like the opportunity was there. Mm-mm. I just had band. I don't know. No, we had like literally everything. As soon as you were done with it, I was done with it. Mm. So we had like, you had to take two years of a language. foreign language mm-hmm. and so after that i stopped doing foreign language hmm. you do three years of science and after mm-hmm. that i stopped doing science oh wow so like i think senior year i had four classes and then like everything else was either theater or unassigned that's very nice i just i yeah. did not do anything i should have done in high school well you but know, it's fine it is totally fine it all worked out um, um so it, now we're at the point basically where brandon's gonna do the interview yeah and this is when like chucky was oh was it before or after where Chucky's talking to Brandon, and he's like oh yeah your sister Brenda's really good friends with Kelly. Mm, I think I that was while that they were down. doing the inter- well. I just thought Chucky was kind of a stalker or put in the oh. work. Yeah, that was like right before he interviewed him. Okay, yeah, because oh, okay. he didn't know he couldn't remember Brandon's name at one oh, point, right. but he remembered Brenda. I think that was at the lockers. Yeah, like when they were still there at the lockers. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. gotta be right because. Yeah, I was like, you put in the work on Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But yeah, like when they were sitting doing the interview, someone came up and he was just like, oh, I was just sitting with uh, Brandon here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Because Brandon's like, oh, yeah, we're just about done here. And he's got his little recorder going. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Chucky says that he's known Steve was adopted since, since he, he was, was seven. Like seven. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, everybody knew. And is, like, clearly pushing Steve's buttons. And you can just see mm-hmm. Steve's face being like, I hate you right. so much. I have always hated you. I will well, never not hate you. And eventually, like, the tipping point was when Chucky said that he was really insecure about being adopted. Mm-hmm. And that his mom loved Chucky more than him and all this kind of stuff. And so finally he's just like, whop. Yeah, that's when he lunges face. on him and they, like, roll into the grass or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Brandon, Brandon's like slow, I guess I gotta go break this up, and then just walks into it. It's like, oh my god. I love that they cut before they showed Brandon doing anything I, remotely yeah, physical. Like, what did he do? Yeah. I hope they really filmed it, and they were like, we can't put this in this episode. Because mm-hmm. they even show, while they're talking, and Chucky's being such a butthole, they show Brandon look down at the recorder and it's decide not on. to turn it off. Mm-hmm. And then that never comes back. I know. You would think, like, that would have come back, but... Especially when, like, Steve takes the fall for the fight. And he's like, no, you just got to drop it. Because the reason he takes the fall for the fight is Chucky says, if he gets in trouble at school anymore, he can't work. And if mm-hmm. he can't work, he can't do the show. And that Samantha really needs it. And Steve is going to stand up for his mom. So he takes the fall. He gets suspended. 
And then Brandon's like, but I have evidence. Like, I was there. I know what happened. And Steve's like, just drop it. Yeah. But you would think at some point later in the episode, Brandon would be like, actually, and he pulls out his little recorder. Yeah, like, like, you would have thought it would have come up to make Samantha realize what a jerk Chucky is or something. Or, like, at the dance, after Mm -hmm. they've already figured out that, like, none of it matters and we're not going to do the reunion show. Yeah. And, like... They go to make Steve leave. Brandon should be like, hey, yeah. I think you should hear this. Mm-hmm. But no, it doesn't. It never comes back. It literally only comes up to make Steve Brandon's girl of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so he can save him. Uh, basically, like, Brandon gets mad as, not at Steve, but for Steve. Because he says he needs to turn Chucky in and stand up for himself. Which, like, I don't disagree with that. But he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. Because it's it's either like don't stand up for himself and his mom continues to have work and helps the their family have money or it's stand up for himself and risk his mom not having a job. It's like a very difficult spot to be in for Steve. Yeah, it's really unfair for Steve and it does seem like everything you see with Samantha up until the point that she yeah. finds out firsthand that Chucky's been a little butthole like it seems like this entire family everything's about her and her job and needing to, you know, provide too much for Steve. Yeah. Like, you know, she talks about how if she gets this job, she'll have enough money and he'll never have to worry about college. But, like, he's like, Mom, I need you. And she's like, I'm going out on a steak dinner. Right. Right. You don't need me. Well, and she uses the defense of, well, I don't want your father to pay for it. Like, so clearly something happened between his mom and dad. Which... We know a little bit of, right? All we know is that he... got divorced when he was little. Yeah. And his dad, I think, has another family at this point. Yeah, and that he is in with the USC boosters (laughs) or something. Yeah. But, like, I get the the impression that maybe he cheated or maybe there was, like, irreconcilable differences or whatever. But regardless, there's still bad blood there. And so Samantha wants to be independent, I guess, and provide for Steve on her own, which I get. I mean... I totally get it. I just... That's what my mom wanted. I mean... I mean, that's what my mom wanted. Yeah. So I get it, but I don't get the lack of... Like, realizing, like, oh, wait, my son actually needs me for something other than money. I know. When he's like, I need you... And then tells her that he got suspended rather than asking him what happened. She's like, you're going to tell me this right before I go to Morton's? Yeah. It's like, I mean, when would you have me tell you? Yeah. Where <laughs> you're not you here. all night. Yeah. Now, it kind of blows my mind that, like, her maternal instincts do not kick in for the majority of this story. Yeah. Well, and I guess skipping well, a little I, bit ahead, they kick in eventually. It's a little too late, but... They do kick, so we know they're there. Well, and it does seem that, like, you know, I say that, but her maternal instincts kick in. It's just her instincts are give my son physical things. He needs money versus he needs quality time with me. Yes. Because we've seen that this whole time. Like, she'll ask, you know, over the intercom if they're going to have dinner together. And he's like, no, I'm in my own wing of the house. Yeah. Like, I think Steve's love language is probably... Quality time and words of affirmation. It's definitely quality time, at least. Yeah. Because I think he needs to know he's loved. Yeah. Because it seems like her love language is gift. Yes. Because that's how she keeps expressing her love to him. Yes. But that's not how he receives love. Totally. So it's not working. Yeah. For sure. Um, because, yeah, that's when she's like, oh, my God, I have to go to this emergency planning situation mm-hmm. at Morton. So you're going to have to broil your own steak. Yeah. Which also, they have a maid in, like, the next scene at home. So... <laughs> Why didn't that woman make him a steak? Right. Maybe she's only a breakfast maid. <laughs> <laughs> she only makes eggs and coffee. Yeah, she has a very specific set of skills. <laughs> what is it in SpongeBob? I want you to learn everything about fine dining and your name. And so they get rid of everything else. This woman only knows eggs and coffee. Yeah. Which, not a bad life. I mean, I mean, I love my Brenner. favorite things, so. <laughs> I love Brenner. I love oh. it all. But that's not what Steve has. No, he Steve has, has to broil his steak. own steak. And who knows if he actually ate it. Yeah, who, I don't think he did. I feel like after that scene, he basically just never comes home until he leaves. Well, yeah, because there's the one scene where he's, like, watching. It's, like, right after she leaves, and he's watching. Um, I guess he's watching the Hartley house. And that's when he has that dream. He, like, falls asleep, has that dream. And he basically has, like, where he's in the scene and he's being told 
how he was made. Yeah, because he's watching the episode and Chucky comes up and is like, Mom, where did I come from? And she's like, why? And then it's just so boring. Yeah. This show doesn't look good at all. They didn't put any effort into making mm-hmm. it entertaining. And so, yeah, then he falls asleep and now he's in the episode saying, Mom, where did I come from? And she's like, uh, we loved you and that's where you came from. And he's like, no, where did I physically come from? Yeah. And then she's like, there's a zygote. <laughs> She's like, all right, well, let me sit you down. Yeah. Which actually is more sex ed than we've gotten in yes. any other episode on this show. Because so. literally Steve tries to, like, correct her on sex education. And he's, he's like, like, well, what about mommy and daddy love each other? And they produced me or something. And she's like, no, that's bullshit. Yeah. You know what sex is. Stop. Yeah. But yeah, other Chucky is in there. And he's like, yeah, she loves me or mm-hmm. whatever. But it basically persuades him to, like, find his birth parents. Yeah. Which, like, honestly, that's a good storyline for Steve. I'm totally for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wish it was more. I honestly wish they had spread it out more. But, you know, I get it. Yeah. I mean, it it seemed really quick. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. it was all of a sudden like, oh, someone else knew I was adopted before I did. Well, better find my birth parents. All right, I'll go find them. I found them. And then done. Yeah. No, it goes really quickly. But there's, and then they like sprinkle in a couple of other things where Mm. Kelly starts going around telling everyone that Steve started the fight because he's super jealous of Chuck going on one date with her. Which that doesn't fit Kelly's character, in my opinion. It doesn't fit Kelly's character. It doesn't totally fit Steve's character because the only other fight he's been in was over his mom Mm -hmm. in the spring dance episode Mm -hmm. when he knew he was adopted. Man, when it's dancing time. For Steve, that means fighting time. <laughs> They're the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Want to dance? Oh, I don't He's dance your normal dance. <laughs> I dance with my fists. <laughs> so we just got another dance and adoption episode. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, basically. They came up with the first season of the show and wrote down everything. They were like, dance plus adoption equals good episode. <laughs> And then, like, they restarted on the second season, and they were like, okay, we have to have some summer stuff, so we'll write this down, we'll repeat this next season. And what was do- really, yeah, what was really good about season one? Oh, dance plus adoption. <laughs> do it again. Because, like, I feel like we could go through these and just be like, yeah, we had a sexual assault episode that got repeated. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. had dance plus adoption that mm-hmm. got repeated. Um... Drug? This was the first drugs related one, right? I think this was one, the right? first drugs, but we had drinking in the first oh, season. Oh, fair. Yep. So drugs slash alcohol and so, car destruction. I would say yep. Brandon destroys his car. Mm-hmm. That's an episode. That's been like eight episodes, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> I feel like every other episode uh, he Racism. Oh, yeah. And he repeated that mm-hmm. one. So yeah, um, <laughs> we just rewatched season one. <laughs> out of district episode. Andrea episode, only out of district. Yep. Well, no, but at least it was mentioned in the pilot or second episode or something that she lived out of district. Yeah, it was in the first, the two part that we watched as one mm-hmm. because he has to follow her bus back to Van Nuys. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's... We're just having sequels of episodes. Uh, like Brandon and a woman of color. Brandon sleeps with someone and it becomes a problem because <laughs> he's, he's only slept with Cheryl and uh, he hasn't slept with Emily. Oh, right. But Emily tries to sleep right, with right, him. Right, 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 so right, right. Brandon trying or Brandon plus sex equals problem. problem. <laughs> it's a problem. Ooh. <laughs> we have not had a pregnancy scare yet. Right. It's coming because pregnancy scare is toward the end of the first season. So pregnant. Well, pregnancy scare kind of overlapped the season right because Mm, mm -hmm. in um homecoming or going home or whatever they called the season finale was when brenda was like i'm late yep and then in the next season is when they have the punishment episode Mm -hmm. and she breaks up with him Mm -hmm. all right yeah we just recycle let's see what's in store for season three (laughs) we know yeah we just write it down and then check them out. It's bingo. We should do bingo. We should do <laughs> I mean, not bingo. bingo. Yeah, bingo. No, bingo. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. For some yeah, reason, so it's like, can you confused. get a line or are we going to black out the whole board every Ooh. single season? Ooh. 
I bet we could black out the we whole probably board. could. We'll do that. I was going to say, we have 28 episodes this season. I think we have at least 28 next season, think- and it will include summer episodes. Mm-hmm. So we'll make it for season three. I think next season might actually be this season with 32 episodes. <laughs> oh, my God. So many chances to get bingo. <laughs> We're going to black out the board like three times. Seriously. Um, but yeah, so Steve is suspended mm-hmm. kelly starts telling everyone it's because he's jealous of chuck going on a date with her mm-hmm. he's gonna miss his finals mm-hmm. which i feel like is insane i feel like even if you're suspended you can come in and take your finals in like the office or something yeah like it seems ridiculous that they would risk him becoming a junior a third year in a row yeah seriously well because i feel like when like in high school and stuff we had like in school suspension or whatever iss yeah you could still take your tests you would still do all your work all your assignments you're just like technically suspended from being in the classroom yeah you have to sit in the office versus Mm -hmm. sitting with your friends Mm -hmm. um yeah then he has the dream sequence he wants to go find his birth parents because then the next morning is when eggs and coffee shows up yep and mom is in a great mood because they're gonna do the pilot or the reunion and she's like i need this job which i thought was really funny because of how much shit they have oh yeah like she doesn't seem to be lacking for money Mm -mm. like she just bought Steve a second car. Yeah. When did she have time to go buy this car, by <laughs> it was the way? After the steak dinner. <laughs> it's like 10 p.m. and she shows up at the Corvette dealership and is like, excuse me, this is important. My 17-year-old needs a blue car to go with his red one. Mm-hmm. Let me in. Exactly. By the way, do you have bows? <laughs> yeah, I need a, your largest bow, please. But yeah, like, ugh. And then they have the argument because that's when we realize that, like, truthfully, her love language is gifts. Yes. And she's like, oh, but I chose you. I love you. And he's like, don't love me enough to give me the quality time that I crave. I'm right. going to go find my parent And like throws it in her face that Which, he wants to go find his birth mom. Yeah. And that's a little harsh, but it's, it's understandable. It's understandable. Yeah. It's upsetting, but it is a little understandable. Well, yeah, because like her, his mom should know like how Steve would have reacted to the car. Like, yes, he loves cars. But, but he this has isn't, another car. Well, and this isn't the way to, like, make him feel all right about all of this. Well, like, and she, truthfully, like she should know that. yeah, the night before, he was like, Mom, I need you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, all right, you need Corvette? Yeah, no, you don't need me. You need car. <laughs> Jane, need car. <laughs> <laughs> but he does need a mom. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to see Cindy. I know, that was super sweet. I know, I just wrote sob in my notes. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's when he goes to see Cindy and she pours him juice and they talk. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, I do think it still follows that same thing that's been occurring where it's like the Walsh family is the core family unit, right? It's like the, we're the anomaly in Beverly Hills. You come to us when you want normalcy. Yeah, I think. So they started the show giving everyone like really bad relationships with their parents, mm-hmm. right? Uh, except for the Walshes. Well, mm-hmm. even kind of the Walshes. Yeah. But like Kelly and her mom and her mom's drug problem. And then like you just never see Brenda's. But like Steve mm-hmm. has the relationship with his family where he doesn't even talk to his mom and who knows right. where his dad is. And like both Kelly and Steve now have much better relationships with their moms mm-hmm. where we actually see Samantha Sanders. Mm-hmm. And I think they kind of realize they jumped the gun on it because mm-hmm. then they have them like running to the Walshes every time they need help still. Right. They kind of walk it back a little to be like, yeah, it's better, but it's still not the Walsh. It's still Cindy. Yeah. You still want Cindy. Mm-hmm. You still want Jim versus Jack McKay mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and then the only thing that I found interesting with this talk is like, I was kind of surprised that Cindy went to the whole, well, maybe they gave you up and didn't tell you anything about it because they didn't want to be found. It's like, I don't feel like Cindy would say that. I Yeah, I liked that she said that she'd be really scared if mm-hmm. her own kids were adopted and they wanted to go find their parents. But it, I was having some feelings about how many people were telling Steve, like, maybe you shouldn't go find them because they don't want to be found. Mm-hmm. Because I think it was important to, like, lower his expectation a little bit to mm-hmm. be like, you can't assume that you're going to go find a Cindy Walsh in Albuquerque. Right, right. Or that it's going to be just this, like, fairy tale type scenario. Yeah, but 
I do really hate that they were like, well, maybe they really did give you up because they didn't want you. Yeah. Like, it just felt a little bit more insensitive rather than, like, let Steve find out for himself. Yeah. And Cindy was being very sensitive, talking to him about, you know, I'd be so scared if my kids Mm -hmm. wanted to go find their parents. And, yeah, I don't know. I can't really talk on the whole being adopted side Mm -hmm. of it because I just don't know. But at the same time, that feels like the wrong way to do it. Agreed. Mm Mm-hmm. But speaking of the wrong way to do things, while he's talking to Cindy, everybody else is at school and John Griffin is talking to Andrea about the story and the fight and how they need to get all this stuff in there. And Andrea is trying to push Brandon to tell her what happened during the fight and that they really need to publish this article. Mm-hmm. And Brandon's is- like, no, this is gossip. We're not. Pu- I'm not doing this. Yeah. And he tries to act more like, I guess... He's letting his personal feelings get, which I mean, in this case, like, yeah, how could you not? Mm-hmm. And they're trying to have like journalistic integrity, I guess. But, but it, that's the thing is, it seems like Andrea should have journalistic integrity too. Like John mm-hmm. Griffin should be the one pushing them to do the article, and then Andrea shouldn't be pushing Brandon to tell her what happened. Right. Like she should be on his side a lot earlier than she is, especially because she's Steve's friend too. Yeah, not just because of Brandon, but she's Steve's friend too. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't, there's a lot in this episode that I don't like. Yeah. So, okay, at the same time that all of that is happening, um, Samantha Sanders goes to work anyway, even though Steve is so upset and just ran off. And they're, like, having a toast on the set about the reunion happening. And the guy pulled out the sparkling apple juice and I knew it was sparkling apple juice right when he pulled it out. I was like, that's cute. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she walks in and does a mom thing and is like, you're not giving an underage person alcohol, are you? Yep. And they're like, no, no, mom. Yeah. Sparkling apple juice. I just found it super creepy that he calls her mom. Like, I mean, I thought it was like he's getting back into character yeah. or whatever. But yeah, we're supposed to hate him and be like, she's not your mother. I know. Because even when he says mom, I think that's right when she says, you know, who should be here is Steve because mm-hmm. he's really the one that got you to do this. Right. What did he say to you anyway? Sip. Oh, you know, a little of this, a little of that. doesn't really matter because <laughs> I'm here. And yeah, I like, I don't remember the exact words that go back mm-hmm. and forth, but it's basically like, um, how did you know that he was adopted? And he's like. Well, everybody knew. And she's mm-hmm. like, actually, everybody didn't know because mm-hmm. he didn't know. And then the agent's like, well, he was upset that he wasn't your son. So I told him that Steve wasn't either. It's <laughs> like, what? Who are you? Which, fun fact, this guy was one of the T-Birds in Greece. Which one was he? He was Duty, the little one with the squirt gun. He was Duty. Duty. <laughs> yeah. You know the guy with the squirt gun? Yeah. He was like tall tough. Yeah. He was probably my, I think he was my favorite T-Bird. Besides Kaneki. I thought he looked familiar, Mm -hmm. but I forgot to look him up. I knew it immediately. I couldn't remember his T-Bird name, but then yeah, all I had to do was just type in T-Birds from Greece and his little face popped up and I was like, that's definitely him. That's him. What an appropriate name for such a duty guy. (laughs) (laughs) Right on the nose. Because like, who tells a child that? Like, you are guaranteeing this kid's going to grow up as a brat to just be like, oh, well... She's not your mom. Mm-hmm. It's a show. Yeah, this is a freaking show. Where's your mom? But instead, he's just like, well, not only is she not your mom, she's not his mom either. So it's totally fine. It would have been way better if, like, turned out Chucky was also adopted. If <laughs> they were just like, <laughs> actually, fun story, you're adopted too. Sip. So she's also not your mom, nor is your mom. <laughs> like, you don't have a mom. Like, what? I- yeah, but I it was so funny when Samantha see see I think Samantha would have been much better had she had Iris McKay's voice like more mm. British sounding almost she's like well I always knew you were a spoiled brat you know like something like that if she had like that old Hollywood yes, accent yeah absolutely that's exactly what, what I was it? going it's for like, called the Atlantic accent or something yeah mm-hmm. something like or- an Audrey Hepburn type. Where it's like yeah. almost British, but yes. it's American at the same time, and yes. it just sounds good on camera. Yeah, and she has that old Hollywood style. I was gonna say that she has yeah. the look exactly. Like I totally think she she kind of um, favors. I don't remember her name in real life, but the older Allie in the Notebook. Yeah, she okay. like favors. Like she could easily be a young version of her. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And I can like, see it. she kind of had that like elevated. Well, and she's wearing like a too. red power suit in mm-hmm. this part of it. And she like stomps off and her heels just click, 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 click. Cause they're yep. like, where are you going? You can't leave. Cause she's just like, all of you suck. I'm going to find my son. I'm I, going to find my son. I really wish she had just like <laughs> slammed the champagne flute on the ground and <laughs> yeah. stomped away. Exactly. I mean, it's like fine, but it's like a little too late. I mean, whatever. But <laughs> she does leave and she's like, I'm not doing this show anymore. You are all the worst people and my son needs me and has needed me for like 12 years, but I just mm-hmm. haven't done anything about it. But now I am going to do something <laughs> about it. And Steve is at the peach pit because he's suspended. He's mm. playing a Game Boy. I know. At first I was like, oh, sad Steve is sad. And then I saw the Game Boy and I was like, oh, he's fine. Yeah. Also, what game do you think he was playing? I thought about that. I think he's playing a Mario. I think he's doing a side scroller. And I think he's playing like a street basketball game. Were there basketball I don't games know. on that one? I it mean, there could have been. Because I had a, um, I know I had a Major League Baseball one. Okay. On my Game Boy. So I, that's what made me think maybe he has. I a could see Steve playing one. sports games. Mm-hmm. All right. That's, I'm, I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, that's when he's talking to Nat and he's like, Nat, do you look like your mom or your dad? And Nat's like, my mm-hmm. mom, I guess. Why? And he's like, I don't know. I wouldn't know. I don't have parents. Aww. And Nat's just like, shit, how do I get out of this? Homer what do I do? back out into the bushes. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, come over <laughs> Which, here. Why was Dylan there? Does Dylan not have school? Dylan does whatever he wants. They just <laughs> I mean, needed I know. somebody to be there. But yeah, Nat's just like, would you like more pie? <laughs> what do I do? All I can offer you is food. Which, I mean, not bad. Yeah. I would have accepted it. Yeah. But then Dylan comes in and he's like, help me out here. Sad boy. And Dylan's like, all right, dude, talk or whatever he says. And it's just super cute that they just mm-hmm. like sit and have this heart to heart. Yeah. Because you don't often see Dylan and Steve together. You see Steve and Brandon. You see Brandon and Dylan. You don't really see Dylan and Steve. But this worked out because, you know, he's talking about how he really needs to go find his birth mother. And Dylan's like... Uh, something something birth mother who abandons you and then just never comes back mm-hmm. maybe be careful about that right. cough iris mckay cough yeah right seriously like, it really worked out that the two of them were talking about it but mm-hmm. i i feel like dylan brings up the same thing of like maybe they gave Don't you up be for found. a reason mm-hmm. and i just like i get it like we talked about like i get wanting to like temper expectations and like not get his hopes too high, but at the same time, don't make him feel like he wasn't wanted. Yeah, or like, this is the was just entire away. issue he's having right now is he feels like nobody wants him and everyone being like, well, maybe they didn't. Mm-hmm. Did you think of that? Mm-hmm. Like, that's terrible. Poor him. I know. Because I do really like that Dylan was like, don't idolize the woman who gave birth to you. Yes. Like, just because someone gave birth to you does not mean they're your mother. Right. Because I feel like that's a proper way to go about it. Because it's like, appreciate you know, who you have because the grass may not always be greener. Well, and truthfully, like, Samantha Sanders did choose to have yeah. you as her son. Like, she really wanted you. Mm-hmm. And, like, like we've been talking about, like, her love language is gifts, and mm-hmm. she doesn't totally understand that you really want that quality time. But, right. like, I feel like she mentions repeatedly that, you know, she did everything to give him everything he wanted. She yeah. just didn't realize what he wanted. Right. But, I mean, it doesn't totally matter because Steve decides that he really needs to go to Albuquerque to find her. And, you know, he gets home. Samantha tells him, like, I just know your mom's name is Karen Jones. Karen she, Brown. Karen Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was like, this is so useless. Yeah. Like, her <laughs> name might as well be, like, Jane Jones or John Smith or, yeah. like, Karen Jones is such a bland name. Yeah, it's all bland. I mean, yeah. At least she's from Albuquerque and not L.A. Yeah, or yeah, or like Anaheim or like, you know, somewhere. It needs be, yeah, it needs to be a smaller city mm-hmm. that he actually stands a chance of finding someone named Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she tells him all that and he's like, I need to go find her. Like, I just need to know. Yeah, and that's fine. I think yeah. at this point now he's kind of like settled down and... His mom has apologized, so now it's like, okay, that's great, and I'm glad you apologized, but I still need to know, because now I can't get it out of my head. Also, did you notice how horrible the green screen was? Yes. That was one of the worst green screens I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. Like, yes. I don't don't have words for it. It was just so bad. All of it was bad. Sunset. Bad. Yeah. Anyway. It was all terrible. Um, 
but yeah, so he decides that he's going to do that. And then, oh, we, we missed the part where they're at school and they're making fun of Donna. Mm-hmm. And then Brandon walks up and is like, Kelly, I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And that's when he's like, Brandon didn't start this fight over you. You need to know this is what happened. I can't tell you what to do, but you need to think about it. Which, okay. But does that... It, I, I just don't think it does anything. Like It's I think literally Steve, the same thing that happened in the last Steve's Adopted Plus Dance Equals yeah. Bad episode. Because Kelly wanted to be Spring Fling Queen. Mm-hmm. And is like, well, Steve's just mad at me because he's jealous of all the attention I'm getting. And Brandon's yeah. like, no, you're dumb. Steve told me this. I can't tell you what to do, but you should do something. I just wish it wasn't Brandon. Maybe that's my problem. It's like, I don't like that it comes from Brandon. Well, and we're supposed to believe that kelly and steve are really good friends they go way back i do believe i believe but every time something happens where it's the two of them kelly jumps to he's jealous of me Mm -hmm. and refuses to think like maybe i should talk to steve like hey why'd you get into a fight today Mm -hmm. like yeah brandon should not have had to be involved in this at all Uh, yeah because she ends up standing up chucky at the dance to go spend time with steve at his house and that's when he's like let's go for a drive drop me off at the bus station Mm -hmm. And which leads us to the dance. Yeah, because she's like, you can't leave without everybody saying goodbye to you. Exactly. And, and we pull up to the dance with Donna and David yep. because David has such a great parking spot for the dance. <laughs> and who cares? Yeah, it's like, wow, you have such a great parking spot. Yet the perks of being the best dancer at West Beverly. Like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he doesn't have a car. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, the whole thing was that either his dad was going to have to take them or Donna was. So why in the heck would David Silver have a parking spot for a car he doesn't have? And, like, there was no point in having them pull up right outside the dance yeah. and her saying that. They could have been, like, anywhere. Yeah, pull into the parking lot. Because it's not like you see all them of walk that, in. Go straight to the conversation of, like, being embarrassed to be seen with him or whatever they say. Yeah, because David think this is, thinks it's a date and Donna's, like, trying to be, like... No, it's not. And then he's like, "Oh, sorry, my fi- my signals got crossed." She's like, "Well, I didn't say that." It's like she's given so many mixed signals here. <laughs> it's it's the whole thing of it takes so long for Donna to decide what she wants out yeah. of whatever it is, mm-hmm. and like, I just feel like we could have used all of this time for anything more important. Because yeah, n- there's no reason to show where they're parked. Yeah, they go into the dance. David wins a best dance of the moment thing i don't know and then donna makes out with him and it's just like yeah i made out with him what of it and then just like eats his face again yeah i was like whoa like so my exact notes were david is very herky-jerky with his dance moves and donna clearly doesn't know how to dance with him and then it was so uncomfortable watching her try and like (laughs) be cute next to him well yeah because she's just kind of like you know like okay i'm just feeling the beat but like he's doing all these things and she's clearly like he's wild i don't know what to do with this <laughs> but then everyone like once kelly and steve gets there like all of a sudden it's like everyone's enamored by whatever david's doing with his body and then i guess it turns donna on like really hardcore because then it's boom insane mouth kiss well and that's when (laughs) dylan and brenda are talking and he's like oh they're just friends imagine what happens when she wants to get physical and brenda's not like uh i'm sorry what the fuck (laughs) no she's just like "Mm -hmm." she's like yeah totally (laughs) they're gonna bone hard and then yeah donna's basically just like yeah so what i like him and then back to kissing cool yeah like what i guess now it's fine um yeah, the only other thing that happened at the dance that I thought was really cute is that uh, it was a Dilda moment. And they are just being cute because they're always cute. And you find out that Brenda loves Christmas mm-hmm. and the holidays. And I really love that Dylan and Brenda and the Walshes are at such a good place that it's just a given that he's going to spend Christmas with them. Because mm-hmm. she's like, and you're going to spend it with us. And like, it's just... It's happy, and I know it's going to come to an end because nothing ever stays happy all the time. I was going to say, literally next week, they're going to be like, Christmas is canceled. Yeah, but for now, it's a very happy moment, and I just wanted to take a minute to appreciate happy Dilda. Well, it's like the only really good thing that happens at the dance because 
friends there for God knows whatever reason, even though <laughs> he hates he dances. Why is he there? And then Andrea shows up and is like super uncomfortable anyway, because mm-hmm. she's always super uncomfortable at dances. Mm-hmm. And this is the same thing. She shows up to the dance alone and then gets real excited when Brandon's there. Also alone. Yeah. Which like, why? Like he said he wasn't going to go. So why didn't they just have him not go? Yeah. I feel like they took out a scene where he decided, he decided to, go. to go. I mean, the, literally the only reason is so that they could all say goodbye to Steve. Yeah. Or like they could all be in the same place for Steve, even though they all go to the bus station too. Well, and the thing <laughs> is like, it doesn't make sense for Andrea to have gone alone and looked so uncomfortable going. Mm-hmm. Like if she's going to go alone, don't make it look like she's showing up like she was uninvited. Mm-hmm. Like that's what bothers me about it is she looks like she feels like she doesn't belong. Right. And then, yeah, they, they're all there and then Steve comes in with Kelly and Chucky sees that they're there together and is like, big mistake. I'm going to tattle on you. And he does. Yep. And then the teacher's just like, come on, Steve, you can't be here. And then Steve tries to start on, un- well, he doesn't try to start another yeah, fight. He, he fakes likes it. He fakes it. <laughs> I don't know if you heard in the background, someone goes, oh, he faked him out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was so good. I also love that like, Everyone else does a little fake out move, but then Dylan does the like point to your shirt, make you look down and hit you in the <laughs> nose. Like, like so smooth too. He's like super cool. He's like, hey, man. it's just so like simple, but I'm like, man, Dylan's the coolest. Know, Even when he's doing that, he's cool. And then, yeah, they all just like follow Steve out, like his entourage and they mm-hmm. all go to the bus station where he buys his ticket and Andrea's like, I hope that's a round trip ticket question mark question mark please come home because i love you and i want stondria to be a thing yes and kelly's super sweet with him because they're always the best together question also was brenda wearing gloves i didn't notice i feel like she was but i didn't bother to actually look yeah i didn't notice it's just like brenda wears gloves (laughs) (laughs) nothing else but i just love that everyone's like saying how much they love steve in that little part at the very end, how Kelly's like, um, you know, like, it doesn't matter what happens because we're your family. Like, we're yeah, all family. and then they group hug. Mm-hmm. And that's what the show's about, really. It's yeah. about this group of core friends who have developed into these, like, really strong friendships. Yeah, this is what's important. It doesn't mm-hmm. totally matter whether it's Karen Brown or Samantha mm-hmm. Sanders because you still have these guys. Right. It's like, I think, I don't remember what we talked about when... But it was in another episode where we talked about it's not always about your, um, like your given family. family. It's about your chosen family. Yeah. And I feel like this is a very, at least for Steve, this is a very chosen family. And they really are, at the end of the day, they're for each other. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it was really cute. And they mm-hmm. all grew pug and he gets on the bus mm-hmm. and the episode ends with the bus driving away. Yep. And um, not totally related to anything, but fun fact Basically, all of the Christmas music in this episode is not the Christmas music that was originally in the episode. Oh, really? Yeah, it was all still Christmas music. It was mm-hmm. just different music. So, like, when they go to the dance, it's supposed to be Jingle Bell Rock and not the 12 oh. Days of Christmas. Oh. That would make so much more sense. I don't yeah. love this whole music. We don't get the same music thing. Yeah, because, I mean, at least in other episodes, like, unlike other episodes, it wasn't where all of the music we don't hear is R.E.M. and they go to an R.E.M. concert and R.E.M. is a huge part of the show. Yeah. And at least in this time, it was just replacing some Christmas music with other Christmas music. Which but, doesn't yeah. entirely make sense, but... I mean, right. it's got to just be because Jingle Bell Rock is newer and under yeah. copyright versus 12 Days of Christmas, I guess. Sure. But and that whatever. generic version of Silent Night mm-hmm. that we hear when Steve is sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. That's uh, all I got. Yeah, same. So what do you rate the episode? So I thought this episode was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually gave it a B. Ooh. Yeah, just because it was like finally a Steve-centric episode and we didn't see too many character annoyances other than the Brandon dancing thing and then him getting in people's business. But that's pretty typical for Brandon at this point. Um, so I did B for bus to biological parents. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't have a grade already. Okay. But I would say a B minus. Mm-hmm. And something about how 
this is just doing the same episode as we saw last time, but I don't have anything funny about it. What do we got? What can you do? Hmm. What can we do with it? B minus four. Mm. Brandon plus dancing part two. Brandon don't dance. Brandon don't what dance. About Brandon minus dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, B minus for Brandon minus dancing. I like it. Yep, that wraps up that episode. So make sure to hit us up on social media with your questions, your comments, your thoughts, your questions. I already said that, but more questions if you have them. What's your love language? <laughs> yeah, because mine is words of affirmation. I'm Steve. Because <laughs> it's quality time and words of affirmation. Oh my God, that's why I love you. <laughs> Probably. That's oh why I love gosh. Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm Steve. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, my love language is physical touch. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm Dilda. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're Dylan. Oh well, God. yeah. Cause he, yeah. Well, he, they're wants- very physical, <laughs> yeah. not as grabby and handsy. No, as but they're Brandon. like always hugging mm-hmm. and like, he's like bear hugging, mm-hmm. like arms wrapped around her. So yeah. mine's physical touch. I am Dylan. Cool. Mary. Buy me things and tell me I'm pretty. Okay, so give <laughs> words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah, so tell us what yours is if you know this. If you don't know this, it's found. I think it's literally called like the five love languages or seven love languages. I don't know. Yeah, how many well, there are. And I feel like they are pretty easily like identifiable yeah. once you know them all. Because mm-hmm. what are their physical touch, words of affirmation, gifts, quality time, quality time, and acts of service. Acts of service. That's the one I always forget. Yeah, because that's what Nate is. <laughs> Which I shouldn't because that's what John is. That's what Nate is, and I'm horrible at it. I'm so bad at doing it. Like, I try so hard, and then he feels guilty for having me do things. Like, when I get up to, like, go on, unload, unload the dishwasher or something, he's like, no, 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 I got it. And I'm like, but I'm doing it for you. But, and he's like, but I don't want you to have to. I'm like, but I, this is all I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you love <laughs> notice me <laughs> tell me good job after i do it okay <laughs> but yeah so tell us your love language if you want to if you don't that's fine but leave us other comments at back to podcast on twitter and instagram or send us an email at back to podcast at gmail.com that's b-a-c-k-t-o podcast at <laughs> gmail.com if you if you know you know if you don't by now we're gonna tell you anyway say, you'll know <laughs> trust me You'll know. And then I guess we'll see you next week for season two, episode 18. A Walsh family Christmas. Oh. Mm, it's Christmas time in the BH. And I, the Walsh I got house. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, also don't forget to leave us a five star review and a rating on iTunes. And if you do um, that, we'll give you a shout out on the show. For sure. And that just really helps more people find our podcast. And we want as many people to find us as possible because we love doing this. And. Yeah, speaking of doing this, we will do it again next week. So catch us next week. From all of us at Back to Podcast, I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya.